Good evening and welcome to episode 123 of Super Deformed Gamescast. Holy shit, that was loud, wasn't it? Uh, better expand but... my whole screen here. Yep, that was a little bit loud. Anyway, what's going on guys? We are happy to be back with you once again on this lovely Thursday night. And as you can see, we got a full house tonight. Uh, some introductions need to be made. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll, we will introduce for the first time officially ever as his... This is his inaugural mission. This is his, his first time, level one if you will, for, for Derek... Appearing as a main cast member on SDGC, so Derek, it's a big welcome. day for us. It's Woo, a, it's yeah, a huge it's exciting. Day. First time, I'm on. I'm in. It's it's, a, uh, it's legitimate now. It's yeah. No, you're actually. Oh hey, we, Chad is already filling up. Dolly's in chat. Dolly, what's going on, my man? We love you, buddy. Um, and uh, we got Zach here with us tonight. Zach, what's going on, my friend? Hey, that's it. That's all that's I got. It. That's all you got. He's not a talker. He's not a talker. That's all you need. Uh, we got need. we got Finn in the flower shirt. Um, he's actually not driving and podcasting for once, which really makes me feel good. I'm just happy I can be back. I haven't been on a show in months, like forever. Yeah, it's been a, it's so. it, it's been a really long time. It's been a really long time. Uh, Saki actually in chat says, uh, "Why no love for Saki in chat?" I, I I'm working on it. You got This is patience. It's all about patience. Uh, Brandon down in the corner, uh, right next what's to me. Mean? Brandon, what's going on, buddy? What's up, dude? And we have two guests tonight. Uh, we'll introduce Matt first. You guys, he's practically a member of the podcast. He's a member of the family at this point anyway. Matt Piscatel with NPD here to talk he's about He's been on how... so many times now. I know. Like, a lot of times. He's yeah. been on quite a bit. And and Matt is here, as always, to tell us how the industry is slowly dying and shriveling into a corn cob month after month. Um, mm -hmm. So CNN, one day, one day, Matt, one day CNN is going to be validated because this is all going to end one day. Right. Like, Thank so God. <laughs> Please no, like I'm, my job. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. And actually, so uh, let's introduce our other guest, uh, Rebecca Valentine. What's going on? I baked a cake today. It's a great day. Right? Fuck yeah. It's, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, you baked a cake. By the way, swear as much as you want on this podcast. We're all a bunch of potty hey, idiots. So. Uh, now that, tell us about the cake. Get into as much detail as you can. Yeah, about I want to hear this about what this cake, podcast like, is about. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm I'm down with that. Okay. Um. Uh, so it's it's a chocolate cake. Like it's maybe like super basic. So okay. okay. So I like just learned to cook like legitimately in the last like couple years or so, and someone got me the joy of cooking, and so now mm. like I'm really serious about making cakes. And Fuck I do yeah. the whole thing where like my butter's room temperature, and I like fold <laughs> the white eggs and like really gently and stuff so it's like a chocolate cake and it's gonna cool overnight and tomorrow i'm gonna put freaking mocha frosting and mocha buttercream on Fuck it. God, yes that sounds incredible right. so good. Back, Shit. quick question for you then uh with all this time spent on cake do you ever feel like you should have spent more time on pizza oh that's a deep fucking right, cut finn. Uh, no. finn that's a deep fucking cut dude she's gone we're, we're she's gone. gone she's gone she's out we, we lost yep, our guest that's she's a deep, that's a, that, Finn, that's, it, I'm oh, doing man. that already! That was real, yeah. I'm, I'm not, you gotta admit though, that was pretty good. Like, that was, oh, that was I a solid a, fucking burn. In a couple weeks after PAX West, I made homemade pizza dough, and I made a whole fucking pizza with <laughs> pepperoni and good shit, and I baked it, and I ate it, and it was good. And I it actually. Me, it only took me, like, overnight rising of the dough, and several hours <laughs> the next day. So I, if I was given enough time to play Overcooked 2, I can make a pizza. I actually judging you for it is jealous because yeah. I'd love to eat an entire pepperoni pizza myself. I That's actually I actually tried to make a pizza when I got home, but I still couldn't tell the difference between the dough and the cheese. So nothing had changed <laughs> from Pax West. So uh -huh. But, I'm not uh, guilty, but I couldn't see the cheese, the cheese and the You're completely right. Like, they were both just, like, yellow blobs from where we were sitting. I, I fucking maintain, and Jeff Grubb, so, so he shows up in this chat sometimes, so I, like, I hope he's listening. Jeff Grubb won on a fucking technicality. I just, I'm just throwing it out there. Like that was, 
That, that was anybody's pizza to make. That was anybody's the pizza to make. Technicality that he actually made a pizza? You know what? Fuck you, fam. Okay? <laughs> you can, like, close your eyes and just randomly hit buttons, and you might be more likely to make a pizza. Yeah, ex yeah exactly. So, so, like, a monkey could have done it better, is what you're saying. Yes, that's it. That's it precisely better than you're saying. Say you lost. Better than me, yes. Better than me, yes. Anyway, anyway, um, uh, I want so Rebecca. Why don't you tell anybody who's listening? Oh, the chat's full. Uh, why don't we tell people who you are and and kind of what you do? Yeah, so I'm Rebecca Valentine. Um, I started writing for GamesIndustry.biz about oh geez four months. Four months ago, pushing five months. Oh my god, time! It flies. It, it, it goes. I, no, I still feel like I'm just like like this brand new little baby chick that just hatched and don't even know what's going on. Um, but I write for <laughs> GamesIndustry.biz. Um, it's my my first full time thing writing about video games. So I'm like, you know, wide eyed, but it's awesome. Um, and it is a it's, it's a site that covers the global games industry. So it's more of a it's more of a trade publication. We don't I mean, we don't do like. We don't do reviews. We don't. We don't do like previews and things like that. It's not a consumer site, um, but we do cover the industry. We cover, you know, who's who's investing in it and why. What kinds of decisions are people making in the industry that might impact the direction that it goes? Um, all kinds of things like that. So I news there. Um, I also I went to PAX West recently, as we just discussed, and my whole thing there was like interviewing developers, publishers, people, or figures in the industry, and kind of figuring out what they're doing, where they're doing it. Um, and I have been slowly trickling out those interviews over the last several weeks, got several more to go because it's a lot of transcribing. Um, and then I also have, I'm going to a smaller event this weekend, actually, I'm going to eSports Bar in Miami, and I'm going to talk to a bunch of people who are interested in eSports and see what they have to say about that. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, I, 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 any, any game in particular, or just like esports in general? Uh, esports in general. The, the okay. event is, it, it's very much like a businessy investory event. Um, I, cool. I feel like <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit out of my league there because um, I'm like small and cute. But um, it's uh, it, it's basically people who are already into esports, publishers, uh, people who run leagues, uh, various things like that, meeting up with people who are outside the esports industry who are interested in investing in it. So like brands who might want to like advertise, uh, things like that. And it, it's mainly a business event for people to do meetings, but um, I'm going to be there on Monday and they're going to have like a whole bunch of roundtables and keynote addresses. Um, I'm going to listen to... Um, the person who's in charge of NBA 2K League. I'm going to listen to the dancer who's in charge of like Overwatch League. And they're just going to be talking about various topics, but like esports, uh, investing in it, where it's going, why it's going there, things like that. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, no, and, and you're, doing yeah. A great, you're doing a great job over there too. Um, I, I love the content you guys are putting out. What's, what's interesting, and I'll, I'll tell you guys, is that actually uh, when I met Rebecca at PAX West, she actually like flattered the shit out of me because I was just kind of standing there getting ready for best the, way to get on our show get it yeah that's that's the <laughs> that's the flatter me and you're i'll put you on like i don't really give a shit who you are what you say like if that you was my goal enough, the whole time you'll you'll, you'll get on sdgc i was just standing there and like she comes you know she, she was the second person who did this to me she comes up and she says hey yeah yeah you're mr negative on twitter and i was like how the fuck do you know that like like how how do you know that and apparently rebecca had been following uh, us and the podcast for some time and i just didn't know it i wish you'd introduced yourself sooner but but rebecca turned out awesome and I, I learned a little bit about what she was doing and i was like you know you've 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 got to come on our show uh and now here she is so uh rebecca we are thrilled to have you on yeah absolutely, absolutely. So we'll go ahead and uh, we will go ahead and kick it off with Matt. Uh, Matt will fire off our NPD discussion. So Matt, why don't you tell us about how dire straits are in the industry right now? Oh God, uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, you know it continues to be a really great year. Uh, you know, which always is, is 
you know, double-edged because right now everything is great, which also kind of sets you up for, for declining in the future. But maybe that's just because I'm getting old and everything seems terrible. But for now, the industry itself is actually pretty damn good. Another big month of growth, growth across software, hardware, and accessories uh, with a couple of games really popping out. Um, Madden, for one. Uh, Madden was uh, the big game for the month. It was the... Uh, so every year since 2000, Madden has been the best-selling game of August, except for 2011 and 2012 when it happened to come out in September. So that, the best-selling game of September? By technicality, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, by technicality, it would come out like August 29th or August 30th, and of course that would be in the September tracking period. So, uh, you know, nothing new there. Uh, but we did have one interesting thing pop up that I'm sure you guys might have seen, uh, which was uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Popping back up into the top ten. Oh, right. I, I must have missed that. I must have missed that. Oh, Finn's telling me too, so I'm gonna believe Finn. And uh, he's probably right. So I think I remember uh, two, yeah. Yeah, so the backwards compatibility hit, uh, and uh three days of tracking later, uh Call of Duty was back in the top ten. So um Stuff like that's really fun when it happens and it really shows the power of these initiatives that companies are doing. Uh, that sometimes, you know, under the, they might seem a little under the surface, but then you have something like this happens, and all of a sudden you have a top 10 game out of nowhere. It was number 321 on the July rankings. So it went from 321 to 8 uh, just because of and three days of backwards comp. And it's and it's all based on on raw dollar sales too, right? So and so a seven-year-old game or however, how is it 10 years now? It's pretty old. It's pretty. It's pretty old. old. Yeah, it's so it's it sells. It sells presumably for cheap, which means it sold a shitload of copies at that cheap-ish level. Yeah, and it's all it's all dollar based. Yeah. Which is weird because I thought you could play all those games for free on Xbox. I'm sorry. Yeah, the way they phrased that was weird. I'm, I'm sorry. I couldn't. I've been. I've been holding that one in all day. I no, they, the marketing boy in me uh, cried a little bit when I saw that tweet because they set themselves up for a lot of shit. also real jabs yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Do. Anyway, Matt, please, please continue. D- don't let these, don't let these cretins, these barbarians, interrupt you from delivering oh, the, man. the uh, NPD talk that we need. So, I mean, those are the two big things. I mean, Switch was the number one selling hardware of the month uh, in yeah. units. On the dollar side, sales, the dollar sales side was much more interesting. Uh, there was a three percent gap between the first place and third place console and dollar sales. Interesting. So you're talking like. All three boxes are selling very similar dollar values, and of course, they're doing it with very different products, right? And very different pricing programs. So we're again, like we talked about it in past months, about how the diversity in terms of what these consoles are offering is allowing for entirely different segments of the market to be attracted to the different uh, boxes on the market, and they're appealing to slightly different interests. And we're seeing that reflected in the really strong sales across the board, which is like, it's very unusual. Um, people on Twitter and on, on the message boards were giving me crap because they were saying that I'm always saying that everybody's winning. Well, when all three consoles every month are within yeah. this very narrow gap and you're seeing top selling games from all three platforms um, and each platform doing something a little bit different and they're all doing very well, then yeah, everybody's kind of winning. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is But you don't understand. There's that three percent difference. So somebody's gotta be moving. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's mad. <laughs> somebody's somebody's pissed off. That's what Console I love about the Battle Royale Wars, is that 
it's not enough that it, it's not enough that everything is selling amazing. It's, it's something isn't something has to be selling better than than, than something else. And I just listen. If I don't feel like Phil Spencer's losing sleep at night, I don't want to hear it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed watching the Switch hold steady throughout the summer months, especially. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm a giant Nintendo fan girl. Um, yeah. But I think, I mean, not Hell just yeah. The you belong that... on this podcast, Rebecca. You belong here. <laughs> I mean, like, like, correct me, because I'm just, like, going off what my brain remembers from the last couple months, so that might be right. But, I mean, like, if I remember right, Nintendo uh, Switch sales have been, like, just steadily on top or close to it, like, the last yep. several months. That's right. Um, and then, Ever since Octopath. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Are you referring to the best JRPG this generation? Oh my God. I'm referring to in RPG from the The year. best RPG this generation, but, uh, and possibly the last generation. But anyway, please continue. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting to also see that reflected on the software charts too. Like Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart and I think Odyssey as well have been either all three in the top 10 or near the top 10 uh, for the last like sub, like I mean, pretty much since they came out. Maybe, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm not remembering that correctly, but I just, I keep seeing them month after month after month. And it's just heartening, I guess, to see that continue even when we're not like in some holiday yeah. explosion where people are picking up this magnificent new right. world that is going to happen i guess yeah we're right. at the point where i honestly feel like every first party nintendo release for switch is guaranteed like to hit a good cool million at a minimum it, it's starting to feel like okay. like yeah. mario party's what hit in october and mario party's not exactly a big deal oh, but mario party's gonna end up somewhere on that chart because yep. it's nintendo and it's on the switch well i mean the, the i mean i i think and matt correct me if i'm wrong but the in general the attach rate for first party games for the switch this generation has just been absolutely wild yeah it's been pretty crazy i mean and like not only those games that were that jessica mentioned but also cart which is probably the best selling of all of them uh, on the Switch this year, and, and you think about that staying power by the titles that came out last year, and this year, the basically the Switch carried in good extent by that third-party indie support that's been stellar all through the first part of the year, and now we get into the tail end with Pokemon and Smash. I mean, mm -hmm. man, we're, and we're not even tracking in our charts the digital sales for Nintendo, which are significant. So, you know, you, you just kind of do a basic extrapolation of what, you know, these sales could be with physical and digital. And that top 20 chart is real heavy Nintendo at the top as it is. Imagine if we added who knows what percentage to those totals, how heavy, how top heavy that chart would be with Nintendo. I, I, go ahead, please. No, 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 please. So all I was just going to ask, Matt, and it might be a simple, we, we don't have a way of tracking it, is... Uh, is there a way for NPD to see uh, uh, in the following months how Nintendo Online is is picking up, or because it's digital, is that gonna be hard to track? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's not hard to track. We um, we actually have uh, something called Player Pulse. It's from our Edar sister company. Okay, it's a uh, five thousand sample survey every month, and we track all of that subscription spending, uh, no matter what service it is. So, uh, and we we report on that to industry. Uh, we don't generally put those out to the public, but we do track those, and they're part of our uh, the um, releases we do every six months with, with total market spending and the total market picture. Gotcha. Yeah, I, the only reason I ask is because I'm I'm curious when you see games like Splatoon uh, move to uh, a paid online uh, yeah. platform. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the, the fascinating. One thing I want to just point out is like all these people that seem to still doubt the Switch and its continued success. We live in a world where. The top-selling game of June 
was Mario Tennis. Yeah. July was Octopath. And at no time in any other history, even when the Wii was dominating, they didn't have those kind of more, I mean, niche titles compared to their big hitters top the charts like that. But yeah, I am so, and like, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not just saying this because I'm a huge Octopath Traveler fanboy, but I'm so glad that style of game sold as well as it did because it means we're oh, gonna yeah, get me something too, similar. Me too. Yeah, um, here's fun. the thing, John. I give you shit for it because I didn't like it as much as you, so I just like really like the. God, I fucking love that game. Support, but if man, it means we end I up mean, with a Bravely Default three, I am here for it. I guarantee. Oh, I guarantee you, we're getting Bravely Default. Like, oh, that's probably going to happen regardless. Yeah. Yeah. If I can, well, in a world where FF six. Advanced. Just remake Final Fantasy VI with Octopath Traveler graphics, please. Yes. Please. Yes. Sounds about right. Say, in a world where like Final Fantasy is moving further and further away from traditional RPG elements, and Final Fantasy was the premier Final Fantasy franchise for or JRPG was franchise, it? of was course. Final it was... Fantasy the premier Final Fantasy franchise. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> was the premier news. JRPG franchise for the longest time, and. Uh, to see that moving away and yet a game like Octopath Traveler do so well, um, it's a good sign that it's it's not that people don't want those kind of traditional gameplay elements. It's, it's uh, you know, which makes it all the more confusing to see that franchise evolution, but, well, and, you and know, I, regardless. So two, two quick questions. One's for everybody, and the second one is for Matt specifically. The first thing is, um, do we know roughly what Nintendo has sold in terms of uh, console console units this year? Ooh. In terms of... Do we know? So I know that the I know that their goal was twenty million. That's uh, what I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask Matt if he still thinks they're gonna hit that, and I was gonna see where they were uh, currently. I don't know where they're at, but I I, I know. So I, I remember. And then I'll kick it over to Matt. I remember them saying that. John. See, I told you. I told you we were gonna have problems. John's not John. here. It's just a picture of a man with a sword. That's dick, but that's I mean, John's. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, John, is the stream down? Nope, we're up. We're, we're going. doing this on we're somebody going. else's we're computer going. next time. We're fucking yeah. going. <laughs> is the stream up? No, it's up. Okay, we're going. hang on. We have to find out the stream's up, then we'll keep going. No, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, watching the stream. stream. Is going. The stream is going. We this. this yeah, there's no good. fucking stopping this train. Okay. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is Matt still here? Yeah, he's still here. Yeah, Matt is here. I can see Jessica now too. Okay, Rebecca, Rebecca, okay, you guys can see each other. Okay, okay, so Matt, talk to me. Where are we in your prediction for 20 million? Are they still good to hit it? Yeah, so uh, my current outlook right now for the U.S. is ballpark 6.2, 6.4 million units, which extrapolated total market gets you to that 20 million range. Uh, I, I'm more of the 19.5 <laughs> trade okay. right now, but okay. I have a feeling they'll they'll squeeze out the other 500k worldwide to get to the 20. So I don't know, man. That, I'm pretty confident in that. that, that but Mr. Piscatel, I believe that's higher than what you said last month. Is that true? Uh, I haven't changed my forecast. Oh, so. Matt, Matt, she's she's got your number, man. She's paying. Call the fuck I, out. Okay, okay. So, so like, like honestly, I I was I was like nervous about coming on here, so I went and re-listened to last month's when Matt was on here, and so I have like a like. Did, did, okay, uh, well now I'm looking. Uh, I my number. You. If you say you didn't change your official forecast, I believe you. Five nine is my number uh, for the year for the U.S., uh, which would extrapolate out a little bit. A little bit less, tapes. but we'll see. Now, here's the question for you, Matt, because I, this is, I've had people start this debate, and it's just, 
the big two, I mean, yeah, Switch has a Fortnite bundle coming out, but the big two are going to be Pokemon and the Smash bundles. Of those two, in your expert opinion, or maybe Fortnite, it will be the which one do you foresee selling the most this holiday season? Which one do they make the most of? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, he's got a good point. I mean, I mean, Fortnite and Pokemon, cool. especially, are two incredibly high demand games. I mean, I. Listen, Matt's the expert. I would be shocked if Smash beat Pokemon. As long as the match. Oh, Smash isn't going to beat fucking Pokemon, dude. I had someone threaten, like, to fight me on the internet playground. (laughs) I don't think you quite understand in your little hardcore gamer bubble that Pokemon is vastly more inclusive to more gamers. I threaten to fight you on the internet playground every day. It's true. Well, to be fair, you threatened to not Oof. let me be on the show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Pokemon's like gonna be. I if you combine Pikachu and Eevee, it might be Smash. So yeah, I mean, so... the the mass market scale of Pokemon can't be denied. I mean, you're talking one of the biggest franchises in entertainment, not just gaming. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I would default to Pokemon, driving the majority of that. But again, well, I think it's going to depend on how much they make and where. I think they what I love is because like, they sell every sure. one of them. Oh well, so so here's the thing too, right? Like, like you see a lot of people like on on Twitter and on forums like you know Era who say you know ah uh, well you know what I'm I'm bowing out of Pokemon. It's not going to sell well. You know, there's no random battles. Guys, get over yourselves. Like it's fucking Pokemon. But, uh, it's yeah, people it's, people who hang out on Era, people who hang out on Games Twitter, people who listen to this podcast are hardcore audiences that will buy Smash Bros. But the yeah, average consumer right. is more likely to buy Pokemon. Exactly, that's how it's yeah, always been. Go. Like I'm really interested to see if there's a significant difference. Oh, 100. percent That's a good point. Like like the way the sales go because right. of the mechanics of are being brought over years no, right who has the data where the years of smash came out versus because there's always a new pokemon game like has smash ever outsold a pokemon game when they I, both i like... seriously doubt it i mean I smash is good. not well i mean I have to go look well i i don't think smash is traditionally like a, a huge like it sells in the millions but it's not like a mario like a 3d mario game or like yeah, a it's not a mario kart yeah it's no. it's it's never been I, i'm not going to say niche but it's never as, been as the as the gears of war kart defender kart. here i would say it's the gears of war of the micro you know what i mean that's it's, a really it, good comparison actually i think i mean it's probably a terrible comparison honestly no no, no i think it's bad because i mean Ge- Ge- gears of war sells great but it doesn't sell like halo levels or forza no, or forza no, you know, you know. To borrow his analogy, it's the Forza. Forza sells the best, though. Does it? Over, yeah. Forza sells really well. Hmm. I thought Forza. Sold uh, for, the, Forza Horizon Four or Forza Horizon Three just sold ten or had ten million copies sold. I think. I think could be wrong. I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna call shenanigans. This, the, well, I mean, what's, what's interesting about Pokemon is like the everything that the hardcore crowd is complaining about Pokemon is exactly the intent of the new Pokemon. It's designed to attract to mass market kids and families because the core gaming audience already has bought into the Switch. And the problem with Switch now isn't attracting the core gaming market. It's expanding outside of it. And exactly. Pokemon, Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu are designed to do exactly that. That's the point of them. So all the complaining, yeah, no kidding. It's not targeted at you. It's not supposed to be. Right. Well, so and regardless, every... The... Go ahead. I was going to say, every major franchise that hits Switch, even when we talk about this, you know, core versus kind of mass market, like every franchise that hits Switch, there are people that are holding out for that to be the thing that hits the Switch. The Smash crowd, I'm a regional level Smash tournament organizer, um, so I can't speak to like national level exactly, but the trends I've seen, there's a ton of Smash players 
who still have not picked up a Switch. They're all waiting last minute for Smash Ultimate to come out, and you're going to see a decent chunk of consoles sold because of smash even though you would think that all these people would already have bought it for mario or for zelda or for octopath or something like that i mean i so can believe that pretty easily. every major new nintendo ip that hits the switch even pokemon regardless if the core doesn't want to like it's not going to be for me but that's fine because guess what it's a pokemon on the switch it's going to blow up the charts because there's some chunk of nintendo and games fandom that was waiting for that yeah, real quick. I just want to. I just want to shout out. There's a ton of people in the chat that I don't recognize. So guys, welcome. Stick around. We appreciate you being here. Welcome to hell. Um, welcome to welcome. Welcome to a fucking oh, yeah. dumpster fire. <laughs> you made I, a mistake. I, you, <laughs> go back. Uh, I, I've actually got a question for Matt. Real quick. Um, I I am not willing to go out and buy a Pokemon bundle because you know I've got a Switch. My ten year old has a Switch. I'm not buying another Switch. But I really want those Joy Cons. Like I fucking cannot described to you in enough detail how badly I want those fucking Joy-Cons. So do you think that they're going to sell those separately? Because I really want those. Like, I can't... St- like, can, I want the fucking Joy-Cons, Matt. Like, am I going to be able to get them without the Switch? Well, I mean, so gamepad spending of just... Uh, so anyways, there's a collector's market showing up now for gamepads. And gamepad spending is up in the... I forget what it is, 30% range year on year. And we're seeing, like, these incredible record-level sales of gamepads because of it. If they were smart, they would come out with every color in the rainbow and every graphic, and people would buy them all. Um, so I hope so. I think it'd be smart, but yep. you know, uh, trying to guess what Nintendo will do. Nah, man, I'm I good. Like I, to, John, I'm giving like that to, up. I would like to say they would because they just announced that the Smash Brothers Switch Joy Cons will be sold separately. That's true. I'm buying those two. I'm, I'm picking. Yeah. God, they're sitting out a fucking gold. Here's here's what I don't get about the Joy Cons, right? Here's what I don't get. They are sitting, design some Super Nintendo or GameCube style color scheme Joy-Cons and watch those things march out of the fucking stores in, by the battalion. Like I want transparent atomic purple like the N64 Oh my controller. god, dude, I'll fucking seriously. It. Like you could, <laughs> they could do so many things with the Joy-Cons hey. and they're not. And it just kills me a little bit inside. Hey, just a quick thing. Since we're talking about unnecessary hardware, um, should we talk about the PS Mini? So yeah. r- r- real quick, so so let's so so we're gonna do the PS. I've got wrong. one more. I've got one more question for Matt. One more question for Matt. Okay. I, this is a very so even though it's not been included in this month's uh, in, or this past NPD, obviously, Matt, do you have any sales projection or projections or predictions for Spider-Man on PS4? <laughs> yeah, uh, if you look at the today's Game Daily Biz, uh, the finest website covering the internet on the internet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, there's an article by uh, the one only James Brightman that goes into that, and I give him some thoughts there, too. Um, very optimistic. Uh, I have it predicted as the 10th best-selling game of the year. Uh, the initial results that were reported were a little bit more optimistic than, or were even better than my optimistic scenario, so really good. Uh, it's really rare that a game that's sub-90 meta gets to this kind of sales level, so you have a great IP. Insomniac knocked it out of the park, even though the reviewers didn't like it as much as, say, God of War. Um, And you have a a franchise that basically has been dormant in the video game space for a while. So Spider-Man the Movie and Spider-Man the Movie 2 were top five games in the years they launched. And then Spider-Man as an IP kind of went away for 15 years. Well, it's back, and it's back at being being a premier franchise. So... Uh, you know, it really looks good for a very optimistic outlook, not only for future versions of Spider-Man, but also the DLC and MTX and perhaps even more Marvel Universe games coming to 
uh, coming to games. And, you know, my history at Warner Brothers and with the DC line was, you know, Arkham kind of set a new bar. And you look at Spider-Man, and you're like, okay, this is an elevation of, of the stuff that even the Arkham yeah. guys did. So it's really fun to see. Um, and, yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be a, a really good seller for um, not just the rest of this year, but probably for for a while. Plus, it's just yeah. so, it's so good to see uh, Spider-Man get his Arkham moment, finally. Like, and, oh, my God. And, and like, listen, uh, keeping it brief, I, I still prefer uh, – I love Sunset Overdrive. I love Sunset Overdrive. I think it's a more interesting game than Spider-Man, but it makes me so happy to see Spider-Man – selling well uh in comparison boo uh, hiss although Cause, cause sunset Sun- overdrive is a great fucking game it's a great game but it's sold sold poorly on, sold on like xbox crap yeah it did yep it's yep so so zach why don't you go yes. ahead and lead us into the into the golden fields of ps mini discussion please yeah so my i mean my ps mini takes are probably spicy maybe they're no, pretty no, no, normal no, that's, i don't know I, I, dude this is fucking sdgc everything's spicy okay Let's roll. okay Let's but yeah so 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 playstation mini was announced uh, a couple nights ago uh obviously Little tiny box copying, well, copy, following uh, Nintendo, who showed how successful it was uh, as an option. $100, December, 20 games. Can't add any games to them, similar to the Nintendo thing, unless you want to, uh, uh, you know, modify it. Which we uh, don't condone here on SDGC. We don't, which we, we don't, don't condone. We don't, we don't endorse um, that at all. Two, two wired controllers, um, a, a USB adapter, and no AC adapter, which means you have to buy uh, a your power source separately, which I think is the, the strangest part of it. Well, so, I mean, that's what the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic did, though. They didn't have they, an AC adapter either? No. Nope. I thought they did. I, no. 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 They did not. They, they just had, like, a weird USB. Wait. Just do any of us have one? Do any I of do. us have I one do. to confirm? I, I, I do. Okay. I, I, no, no. I mean, if, if you're right, you're right. I mean, I, so, I don't own so, them. I mean, then it's a dumb thing when Nintendo does it, and it's a dumb thing when Sony does yeah. it. Yeah, it's all dumb. It, yeah, but, but sell, like, sell people the ability to turn it on, gang. So, like, yeah. he, here's my thing, Here's my thing, right? Like, I, I get that it's kind of silly to not include well, that. Well, see, Kogasu says his did. But, what? Well, I don't know. Whatever. Like, it, I, know, I, know that, I know there's no AC. Maybe it had the USB cord in the box, but I've got so many fucking USB cords in my house that it doesn't even matter to me. Yeah, well, apparently Nintendo but... and Sony don't because they can't put them in the box. <laughs> so, 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 okay, so another person in the chat says they, they do, they um, they both have AC adapters. I mean, it it doesn't, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't really matter whether or not they did. I mean, I, I think Nintendo did, but like, I mean, the strange thing is, is how you could sell something for a hundred dollars. So they're coming, they're coming late. Obviously, it's a different platform, but it's it's twenty games, which is less games. Uh, it's more expensive, uh, and you don't have everything you need out of the box to run it. So here's yeah. my take on the PS Mini, and then I'll I'll let somebody else chime in. You know, I, I love old PlayStation games, like, you know, and I, I the PlayStation era was one of my favorite console generations. I loved my PlayStation 1. I, I've got two classic PlayStations right now. Um, Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy 7, um, games like Deception, uh, I, 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 Final Fantasy 9, I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant Story, I love these fucking games. Having said that, I'm not sure I need a PlayStation, uh, a PlayStation Mini, simply because... I almost, I can almost guarantee you, and this isn't, this is just for me personally, but I can almost guarantee you that almost every one of those games that's going to be on a PS Mini, I can play on my Vita as a PS1 classic. Um, so, and I can take my Vita wherever I want, by the, rest in peace Vita, by the way. 
Um, so, so why, I know it's, I know Rebecca, me too. It's real depressing. Um, I don't care about the beat. I was, it, I was, I was emoting in sarcasm. Okay. Oh, well, God damn it. Fine. Right. But Jesus, I thought I had an ally for a minute. But, you're, yeah. you're alone on that one, man. Oh, yeah. you are quite alone. I'm quite, no, I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm one of, like one out of every 500 people owns a, a Vita and I'm one of the, out of I the own every... a Vita. I just never use it. But, but like, Ever. I don't know. I, I don't. A hundred dollars is pricey. Like the, the Super Nintendo Classic is what sixty nine dollars. The NES Classic is fifty nine dollars. Um, and I don't know if there's enough nostalgia around some of those games as there are around like the Super Nintendo Classic, for example. So At least not I for think me, there but... is amongst a, a a decent chunk of the gaming population. I mean, it's it's very easy to forget. Like especially if you're a little older and you were into gaming with the NES and the SNES before like the PlayStation era, like. I have a lot of friends who the PlayStation 1 was their first console, and I'm seeing a lot of excitement for this. But here's the other side of the spectrum. Um, is Because this, this may not appeal to me. Uh, it has every right to be on the market and exist, and it's a cool thing. Um, what I am seeing from... I've still got a lot of uh, friends who were co-workers at NOA when I was there on my Facebook feed. And what I'm seeing is a lot of kind of like eye-rolling, maybe a little on the nose of saltiness for... Um, Man, PlayStation Classic's getting a little on the nose with the NES Classic aping from the moniker yeah. to like the picture of the hand holding the console on a white yeah, background is a little little too close. From the company that brought you PlayStation Battle Royale or whatever. Look, Sony, I like Sony, but Sony has always been a me too company in every like angle of their electronics. They've always jumped into um tablets or types of headphones or whatever kind of consumer electronics that are popular at the moment. So I don't, I don't blame them for that. It's a good tactic, but like, like I'm saying, I'm seeing a lot of my old coworkers who are a little bit salty at, at that, that identical promo picture of the hand in the mini console. So. I think um, my also, favorite headline oh, after all of that news dropped was from one of the outlets that I used to write for. It was a redapt trigger. And like he had, he had in like the, the strap or something. Uh, Sony does what Nintendo does like that's <laughs> what Nintendo that thing right yeah. right did did we also mention that uh it is not going to have the analog stick yeah, that is a that? huge bone of contention for me yeah there's what? no there's no analog nubs on yeah the so have fun yeah it's yeah, yeah. have fun Which trying to control a lot of the games have fun trying to control Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid with those little with, so with no the, with Ape Escape like, yeah. yes no, no Ape Escape at all what are you doing with no. a PS Classic with no oh. Ape Escape that's just out of me because Ape Escape. Ape Escape is overrated, so that's just... No, I mean, the dragoon! So, so my guess is... So, so I mean, part of what makes it kind of hard to, for me early on to do the value judgment on $100 is they've only announced, like, what, five of the 20 games? And and the, the 20, the other 15, uh, they mentioned will vary uh, from region slightly with the five they announced being on all of them. Um, so, I mean, it's really hard to make a judgment call because it could be $100 because there's licensing with all of these. Because I there are a couple games that... Square Enix, for example, currently owns, right? Like Einhander and Vagrant Story and... Uh, but, I mean, isn't there some Final yeah. Fantasy in there? I, I swear I saw Final Fantasy. Is Einhander on the PSX Classic? If Einhander's on there, that'd be awesome. I, I, do, I would fucking love yeah. Einhander on there. Like, if Einhander's on there, that's literally, like, like everything changes. That's an instant That's a decision-maker right there. Einhander is... Go ahead, Rebecca, please. I, I just think it simultaneously takes, like, a lot of gall to put up pre-orders for something that's essentially, like... a. A mystery. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a fucking yeah. loot box, man. You don't know what the I'm fuck it is. I'm not to say crap because Nintendo does a lot of the same <laughs> stuff sometimes. These things are going to be random and we yeah. don't know what they are. But also, like, 
I, I mean, I think it takes a lot of gall, but also, like, who cares? I mean, they, I assume they sold out of pre-orders. I assume they're just going to keep selling out. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know. I this... Whatever that is. For me, this is just, like, a really strange announcement made lukewarm by the weird hardware decision with the AC adapter and the no dual shock, um, and then also without the games being solid. Like, it just feels a little too squishy. Um, it's also interesting to see them launch it in December. Like, it, I mean, listen, uh, you know, Matt's Matt's the only one here who's who's really an expert on it, but, like, I wouldn't launch it right after the most expensive part of the year for, for game consumers, but... I don't know shit. So. so here's here's my issue with the with, with you know with the PS Mini, and it's my it's the same issue I had with the NES Classic, which is I guess has sort of been rectified now. And the same issue I have with the fucking NES cla- uh, Classic is that I don't want these games on a separate console. I, like, like it's 2018. We've got PSN. We've got PS Now. We've got you know the Nintendo Switch. Where I can fucking carry anywhere. I want these games on my actual console where I can play them. Um, there are PS1 classics that have been sitting on PSN, literally playable on PS3 and the PS Vita for years, literally for years, and they have not been made. They have not been made available on what is currently Sony's what one of their second best-selling console in terms of sales trajectory. Um, you know, there are NES games or Super Nintendo games. Some of, I mean, some of the greatest fucking games ever made that we know there's demand for, and Nintendo has not put them. On, on the on the console that you can fucking plug into your TV and take anywhere you go, it, it it just to me it reeks of anti-consumerism. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know about that. But I, I've got a Super Nintendo Classic, so I guess maybe I'm part of the problem. But because I, there's because at the same time, like you know, like companies like Nintendo and PlayStation or Sony, they've got me right. Like like if you put I, I just said if you put Einhander on this thing, I'm gonna buy it because that's the only fucking way to play Einhander right now or Valkyrie yeah, profile. Pretty much. If you put Valkyrie Profile on this thing, I will buy it because it's the only way to play one of my favorite JRPGs ever. Same thing with the NES, SNES Super Nintendo Classic. It's right now, aside from emulation, which I, I don't like, I don't, I don't do. I mean, PSP, is, they made a PSP port of Valkyrie Profile, at least, but yeah, but I can't find a PSP anywhere. They didn't re-release. Um, like, it's not on PSN. It, yeah, exactly. It's not on PSN. You can't download it on your Vita, and it, I can't play Final Fantasy VI or some of these other games, like or Super Punch Out on any anywhere, but my. Super Nintendo Classic, and it just it kind of galls me. I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but every time these every time these mini consoles get announced, I die a little bit inside because I know we're that far we're we're moving farther and farther away from having these from games God's delivered light. us. Yeah, from God's light, like <laughs> I feel like God is abandoning us, and we're never going to get these games in the form that we actually want them. Matt, am I? Frustrating. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Two. Anybody. It's fine. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I do think it's interesting, like, the difference between um, Nintendo's approach and Sony's approach. Like, I mean, we don't really know what games they're going to put on there. But Nintendo has had, has, like, generally exercised pretty strict control over its really, really old IP. Absolutely. And so, I mean, you're right. Like, for, for a very short period of time, um, the NES Classic and the SNES Classic were, like, the only ways to... For, to play many of the games. Many, on these not systems. all, but many. But yeah. Na- yeah, many. A, a decent enough chunk that it was worth it for a lot of people. But now, like, looking at that roster from the Switch Online uh, NES games, I mean, that's like, oh, like a, a whole bunch of those are on the NES Classic. Yep. And so it's almost looking at that, and it's like, well, I already have a Switch. I am glad I didn't spend, you know, 70 or 80 bucks on this plug-and-play when I can play, like, the majority of these on here or, you know, Final Fantasy VI, like a shitty port on Steam or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
And then, you know, presumably they're going to add more. I mean, they've already given a lineup of things that they're going to add. So, I mean, they're basically, they're not doing virtual console anymore, but they're still offering multiple ways that are still tightly controlled by Nintendo, but multiple ways to access those old IP. But like you were talking about, like if I'm Anders on like the PS1 Classic, when, what other opportunity are you going to have to get that probably like what are the odds they're going to <coughs> port that or put that anywhere else none yeah. it, there is literally like games like einhander there is literally no other way to play that and this is this is a problem that is endemic for a lot of square enix games in particular because there's licensing issues um it's one of the reasons you can't play valkyrie profile on on ps it's, it's why you can't download it from psn on your vita because there's licensing issues with the music the same reason that a lot of these square enix games aren't available but I didn't use some fucking Chrono Cross. I, now, uh, so listen, stop it. just 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 a, just a quick thing, Matt. Matt, I feel like uh, earlier in the year, maybe now we were seeing uh, uh, some of Nintendo's mini consoles uh, making it into NPD as like top selling consoles. Uh, is it too early to 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 throw a, a guess at how this will do in comparison? Uh, again, it's, it's kind too of early. It's it's all about what they decide to make because they're going to sell through a good chunk. And I don't think we've seen... So, okay. So, sales of these things are up uh, 400% on the year. Good. Okay. Uh, so, we're seeing massive growth, which means we haven't seen these kind of volumes and these things before. And these plug-and-play systems have been around forever, right? The, the old 2600 where you could plug into the TV and it had just the joystick. Um, the, there's been a whole bunch of these over time, but it wasn't until the NES Classic and the SNES Classic that they actually sold. And okay. these two things sold so far above anything else that it's right. kind of like, okay, which one is this going to be? Is it going to be like everything else, which is sells terribly, or the NES, NES Classic, which are phenomenal, somewhere in the middle? I don't know. Um, but I think like you guys were talking about it, the, the build quality, the attention to detail... That's why the NES Classic, SNES Classic have done so well is they paid attention to the details. And if the first people to get their hands on this thing are like, wait a minute, this this isn't what it should be, mm, then, you know, it might sell out at first, but then might start collecting dust. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Does anybody have any last things before we go to Nintendo Online Talk? I just want to... I don't know, man. Like, I... This you is, sound so conflicted. I, I do, right? Because I, I, it's, a, it's the exact same thing that happened when the SNES Classic released, right? Like, I was so I, I was so disappointed that I didn't get these games on my Switch. I, fuck, I'll take them on my 3DS at this point. I mean, I, I know some of them are available there, but when you think about companies like Sony and, and Nintendo, more so than Microsoft, I think, who have these time, some of these timeless classic franchises that are in incredible demand and i feel like and it all goes back to the ps1 classic i think that's right now that's the best possible example that, that i could whoa what is going on here Oof. Ooh, getting some feedback from somebody Oof, finn, is that you? stereo yeah uh that, that, that i think it was finn but anyway no like the like i said earlier the ps1 classics have been available on psn on everything but one of their highest fastest selling consoles for years and uh, it just doesn't make any sense for to me at all N not just from a financial standpoint it's just also very personally frustrating for me but uh uh why don't we go ahead and move on to the uh zach you want to lead us into the uh into our next topic? uh can i just say one thing because i was yeah. pretty much in my yeah age please go ahead thing. yeah um yes just like when the move was announced this is clearly a case of 
Sony copycatting Nintendo's success at something. But if if this is the only way we're gonna get it, I do have enough memory of these old games that I'll I'll get it. But like John, I won't be happy about it. Uh, well, yeah, I know it's apropos, man. It's it's accurate. It's fucking accurate. Right. Those things where uh, Microsoft of the three has the best stance on playing old games. It's just Microsoft doesn't have the catalog of games I desperately crave to have access to. Yeah, they don't have like the <laughs> anime weeb games that you want. They don't have the. I mean, <laughs> you're not alone. Damn. Damn. Do they not have your nut naps? <laughs> where's, right. uh, where's Yamcha? Is all I'm saying. Right, we've actually got some questions in chat that we'll address uh, at, the, at the end of the podcast. Uh, Zach, if you could s- snag some of those questions. For me, actually, yeah, sure. actually, actually, I want you to listen and lead us into our next topic. So, uh, uh, Derek, if you could grab some of those questions I've seen in chat, uh, yeah. so we can answer those at the end. Uh, yeah. Zach, Zach, why don't you lead us into our next topic? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, after um, an understandable delay from the Nintendo Direct uh, following an earthquake uh, uh, in in Japan, uh, we finally got some some concrete details on Nintendo Online. It actually launched two days ago with um, one week free trial for everybody. Uh, and then it's going to become a paid subscription, $20 a year, um, which seems pretty pretty reasonable. Uh, it is adding cloud saves, but one of the caveats with cloud saves uh, on Nintendo is um, obviously you're, you have to pay to keep it. And if your oh. subscri- subscription lapses, there's potential you might lose some data there. Um, but yeah, I mean, all these games, I mean, my, my biggest caveat, and I think it's a lot of people's big frustration, is that these games like Splatoon 2 that we've all been playing for a year online we now have to start paying for that kind of experience and and um i i think the biggest thing was will be will we see people who have been playing these games for a year and a half start paying just so they can keep playing their games so i want to kick this first to rebecca and then derek because they are big nintendo fans like i am yeah uh, I, I and wanna... somebody whoever goes needs to hit on the uh, nes uh portion as well okay so. uh so rebecca why don't we i don't know let's kick this at you what are your thoughts on nintendo online um, well, I haven't signed up for it yet, and I should. I, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting to ex- it's interesting to exclude Splatoon from the cloud saves, and I, I think like my over my overarching thought about it is that I don't think it, it's a poor choice, and I don't even think it's like necessarily an anti-consumer or rude choice to charge for online. I mean, that's like what everybody's doing now. Yep. Like, like just as a general decision, that's fine. I think it was a poor choice to do it, you know, like a year and a half after the system launch. And I don't think it's a poor choice from a financial standpoint because I mean, people are going to fucking throw money at Nintendo. Like, yeah. they, they do whatever they want. We'll pay for it. I mean, like, whatever. I mean, it, it's, it, it was really sad. Like, I saw, I think it was like Dorkly or something that was chronicling all the people who were posting on Splatoon 2's little art things or whatever. Oh, like goodbye, poor people. Yeah, like they couldn't afford... Well, no, not that one, but like... Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I saw it on Twitter. It was like there was a um, sign that said goodbye, poor people. Yeah, I mean, it, it. like it's really sad that there have been people who bought this game and have been playing for free for a year and maybe they aren't like super online like the rest of us so they didn't necessarily know and then all of a sudden they found out and they're like, oh, well, I can't play this game that I love anymore. The rug was pulled out. My parents won't let me pay 20 bucks for online subscription. I mean, I think generally i I, i'd be interested to see like what the conversion rate is for people who i I have no idea how you get this information maybe maybe matt piscatelli can pull it out of a hat somewhere in the next few months but i'd be interested to see like what the conversion rate would be for people who like already own like splatoon 2 or mario kart or a game that has that online who then go on to continue to play online and pay for it 
Um, but yeah, I just think like it, it just it just feels bad. I don't think it's going to affect purchasing decisions that much, but I think it just in general feels bad to play something for free for a year and a half and then all of a sudden be like, oh, by the way, 20 bucks to keep going. Like so, right. random paywall, whatever. So I, I, I'll chip in real quick and then I'll kick it over to Derek. I, I think this reeks of the console just being launched too early. Um, I, I, I think that I they think had they, to, I, I think they had to. And, what, and that's the thing, Rebecca. I think Nintendo was in between a rock and a hard place because the Wii U was a stoner on their fucking neck, right? Yeah. Like, that thing was sinking them quickly. They had to get this thing out. And luckily, and they needed it to be accessible. I firmly believe that if the Switch had gone the way of the Wii U, we'd be having a much different conversation about Nintendo right now. And, and we'd be talking about how awesome it is to have Mario on PS4 um, mm. or, or something along those lines because Nintendo, they, they couldn't afford another Wii U. I think we could probably all agree on that. Um, at, what's that? They could. Uh, man, I don't know, man. But they got those you, Wii coffers. They, they, they got that war chest. Money in the bank. They do. They the have war a war chest. chest. They could have made losses like the Wii U for now. It would be a a terrible business decision, and heads would roll. But they would not be in danger of going under because of another Wii U. That's a lot of. Fun. They the would 3DS, just be in danger man. of losing some people in the board of directors. Yeah, I guess there is. Sure. The 3DS, the 3DS yeah. was also so successful. I mean, you look at no. the sales on that thing. That's they're true. still they're still fucking coming out with new 3DSs with like different cosmetic things yeah. on them and every time they do that yeah. i look at that and i'm like how the fuck is that selling but they wouldn't keep doing it if it wasn't selling 3ds is a good right. system i still love my 3ds personally but um I, I uh you know i signed up for nintendo online simply because i feel like this is kind of a gun pointed at my head because i'm so i'm so afraid of losing my cloud saves like um i i uh, anthony agnello our friend anthony um it it happened to him he lost he lost all his zelda data and um, my wife is listening to music really loud upstairs. You guys hear that? Hell yeah. I, I kind of can, yeah. yeah. Go for Vicky. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. She's, Thursday she's night. Fucking, she's fucking jamming it. She, she's listening to <laughs> Florence and the Machine. She's listening to Stand That's By Me. Oh, my girl Florence. That's exactly her. what she... I can actually oh, hear what she's listening to. This is actually... We're all standing by each other. Anyway, Derek, please. Please, I want to hear oh, what you think about it. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. Online. So, here's the deal. I don't really take... It, like it's not a great situation. I don't take a lot of issue with them implementing the paid service part way in to the year uh, or into the console's lifespan, uh, even if that does cut some people off. Um, I think that the price is fantastic. Um, I think that that on paper, a lot of the basic ideas are great uh, for a different Nintendo online service than this one um, because a cloud saves are not universal and disappear uh what the, the, there's they're saying they can't guarantee that they'll be kept after uh your subscription doesn't renew so what that tells me is they're going to be dropped immediately and they just don't want to say it in those words um that's a big deal um the the nes netflix thing i know everyone's really excited for and to me that's honestly not that would be more exciting if there were more like virtual console call it that or not uh if there were more of those retro titles available on the switch's eShop, it would be one thing but right now what you're telling me is that okay well now you have to get our online service if you want to play anything and this is all that you're getting um right it would be very different if more of those nes titles more and like some super nintendo titles and some of those other virtual console games that we saw across the wii wii u 3ds were available for me to purchase on switch and they were saying hey here's a bonus to that um yeah like a pay to own part of it yeah, yeah, yeah. But but ultimately, um, like I said, it's it's a good price for just paying online, but their implementation of cloud saves um, can't be defended. Uh, and 
it makes me glad that I don't work there anymore and don't have to defend it. Um, so I had to defend some really bad things. I had to defend Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, all right? <laughs> and I would not... And I would not... It was the worst. And I would not want to defend um, this online service because of the cloud saves and because the whole like Netflix subscription for NES titles comes across as kind of like a consolation prize for a virtual console that yeah. does not exist. Right. Yeah, I'm so, so pissed off about I, it. Like, and I, I think, in, so So Matt, uh, he, he mentioned it here in our Discord chat, but I'll put it out there because, this, so this is from Matt, but he made a good point, which oh is, um, he made the good point, which is that uh, uh, Fortnite is exempt from, from the subscription. So is Warframe, uh, uh, by the way, Zach. What's that? So is Warframe. So it's worth for him. So and like that isn't necessarily um, uh, uh, atypical because like I remember for uh, um, you need PS Plus for online, but but for like basically free to play games on PlayStation, uh, you don't need a subscription for. But it's it's really weird to see it on a Nintendo's platform and and just kind of building on what Matt's saying and and kind of echoing everybody else. Uh, what feels frustrating is that. Games that were previously available, you don't have to pay for. I almost wonder if I would feel less sour about it if they were like, yo, every game we release after September is going to have online and you have to pay for it, right? So so that would be like your Smash and, and anything that comes out in post that needs online. And maybe that would like fuck up adoption rates and that's why they're not going to do it. Uh, but it just, the current rollout feels really icky. So, I don't know. It would make sense in the moment, but like two or three years down the line, when people have switches and they weren't there for launch, they're going to be looking at it like, okay, so why can I play online for free and Splatoon? Yeah, you're right. It would probably just exacerbate that. Yeah, you're right. So one of the big things we need to see too is it's this online service. Like it's worked fine for like Mario Kart and for Splatoon, um, but like Smash is going to be a real big test when that rolls around because fighting games online are yeah. a real stress test of servers. And I gotta tell you right now, like if Smash doesn't play better than Smash for Wii U did online, if it is not uh, more consistent, if it does not have like a lower latency, um, then like you're telling people to pay for a service that does not work for one of their favorite um, games. So I'll fit I, 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 real quick, real yeah. quick, and then I'm gonna kick you. I wanna point out something that Ian in chat said. He said, to be fair, Nintendo told people about this way before the console release. That is true, yeah. but most people that that are paying attention to that are watching podcasts like this. They're they're not they're not joke you consumer. We're better who's buying ones. a Pokemon. Who's buying We're better you know, ones? Is. Yeah, We're better ones. Yeah, exactly right. But but no, like <laughs> like mom and dad who are buying a Switch for their for their ten year old, they're not listening to the, to any of this. All the, this is all news to them. Um, and I'm really anyway, Finn. Uh, Finn, finish your point, and then I did. There's there's something that I I, I would like us to discuss. Well, I was just gonna it. say uh, one good thing Nintendo has going for because prior to Smash, it did have a, a big title uh, fighting game release for it, uh, the Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, uh, and that is that's right. It's a 2D fighting game that relies very heavily on zero latency, frame perfect setups, and it's been working wonderfully for it. I'd forgotten about that. So thanks for bringing that up, actually. It, uh, it already has had its debut fighting game. And then it also just had the new King of Fighters, the SNK Heroines game come out. I'm and not going to use that as an example. Yeah, no, let's, let's, let's not do that. Yeah, but but ultimate is going to... doesn't matter. It's the fact that it's yeah. online is functional and working. Yeah. And but so you're right. I Blaise, 
So I, I, I've got a point I want to make, or I've, at least I've got a question uh, that I want to raise to everybody real quick about the potential fallout of Nintendo rolling out their paid online service. I I play a lot of Splatoon. I play a lot of Mario Kart, but especially with competitive games, like competitive heavy games like Splatoon 2, I'm interested to see what this is going to do to the player base of games like that. Um, because as we've all pointed out, until now, for a year and a half, you've been able to play, you know, Splatoon two for absolutely nothing. But now, even though it's just twenty dollars a year, um, those ten, eleven, twelve year olds, they don't have twenty dollars sitting around. It's up to mom and dad to pay that twenty dollars. Um, I mean, I mean, the the arms player base is going to go from four to two, John. It really is. <laughs> it's, it's it perfectly balanced as all things should be. Um, I'll never stop making the joke that boy, it's a shame that arms didn't have legs. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God, don't ever do that again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like, so, so I, I'm interested, so I want to pose this question to Matt. I want to pose this question to Matt. Um, do you think, Matt, that the rollout of the online service, especially for, like, especially when you start considering people who have been used to, to paying nothing to play online, all of a sudden they're being asked to fork over money. Do you think this will either A, affect sales of online games on Switch going forward, at least in the short term, or B, do you think it will, do you think it will affect sales of the Switch itself? Uh, so will it affect sales of the Switch? No. Um, will it affect the player bases? Probably. And anytime you set up any kind of barrier between folks and playing something, you're going to lose some people just from either not being interested enough to pay the 20 bucks or just like, oh, it's a hassle. I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, is it a huge deal? I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't feel like a huge deal. Um, and like Rebecca pointed out, like if you want to play Tecmo Bowl uh, and you want to play Bo Jackson, you're going to pay the 20 bucks. You can have all those NES games on there anyway. Um, I'd expect I'd expect that future bundles will have a pack in of uh, online code or something to get more people in the system. Um, but you know, it's really a wait and see thing because no one's really launched something like this this way before. Mid gen, mid gen. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Xbox Live, kind of, way back in the day, but that felt like, different than now. Well, and, like, also with Xbox Live, it was, like, so new that, like, launching mid-gen was exciting, whereas, like, now it's, like, okay, and you're also, it's just adding a paywall, like, late to the game. Yeah, you're you're adding a barrier to people that, you know, right now you have a core user base on there, a lot of core gamers. Um, if you get into the Pokemon and you get Smash Out and you get more mass-market folks that don't already own a console aren't familiar with uh, paid online services like yeah it's going to be it's going to be tough for those folks to jump on board but you know i guess we'll see how it goes i really think that especially now that i, I mean even even if you ha don't already own like an xbox or a ps4 and have you know some sort of online service there i mean people are familiar enough with netflix people are familiar enough with various services and honestly 20 bucks a year is is affordable. It, it, it's not. Yeah, good. it's not much. I mean, it's 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 not a whole lot at all. And there's a family plan that I signed up for, which puts about like thirty five dollars a year. Yep. Um. And uh, what's what's interesting is that like you can share all the apparently you can share all those games on your family plan, which which I think is pretty cool. It uh, um, it, I think it it does. It, it's like the game sharing options that you can do on on Xbox and I yeah. think PlayStation, right? Basically. It, it, pretty much. Yeah. It's it's the exact same thing. Okay. Um, and honestly, if that's a feature that hadn't been included, like, holy shit, you gotta, you gotta be fucking kidding me, right? Um, we've actually got some, we've, we've had some questions in chat. Uh, I know that Derek had written a few, had grabbed a few and I see some others, uh, popping up. 
Uh, Derek, what was that first question uh, that, that you were able to grab? Um, so the first question that I saw that got asked was, um, what is our favorite games that we never finished? Oh, Ooh, this, this is, is a, a good one. Zesty question. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead it's and... putting everyone on the spot. It really you admit is. To some things. Um, <laughs> I, I, I generally try to... I try to finish everything that I love. Um, I think right now... I would say that the game that I liked the most that I never finished, Jesus Christ, this is fucking harder than I than it sounds. Um, probably Super Mario Sunshine. I just okay. finished yeah. that game. I just monster. I, I know, I know. I've never finished. I've never. It's the only core Mario game. No. I've never wait. Finished. Is this a bad time to say I don't think it's a good game? Uh, yes, it's, it's a terrible yes, game. Yes, John, you need to finish that game so you can finally admit to everyone that it's not a good game. Wow, there's some zestiness. There's some spicy, some, wow. some spicy Look, shit flying around here. I always throw shade on the sunshine, okay? I mean, it's not as good as Odyssey. Odyssey's the best the light part shines through, man. I, I have a latecomer to games, and GameCube was my first console that I own, and I bought it with my own money, and so I have, like, a really, really special attachment both to Mario Sunshine and Wind Waker against what is apparently popular consensus. Okay, well, you know what? That's perfect. Let's, Rebecca. What what is it? What is a game that you really enjoyed that you just never finished? Um, so, I, I, like I said, like GameCube was the first console that I owned. But when I was growing up, my next door neighbor had a Nintendo sixty four, and he and I were really good friends. And I would go over there uh, pretty much every day, and we would play Donkey Kong sixty four. And we would take turns passing the controller back and I'm forth. Sorry to hear and that. I, I like recognize and retrospect that Donkey Kong sixty four has some hella problems. Oh yeah. But like mm. as a kid. So much fun, and we we just like we didn't have like internet guides back then, so we you know we're just like trying to figure things out you know from day to day for like an hour or two whatever, and we we seriously got to K rule fight at the end, and we tried it a couple times, and we we just could not beat it. We ended up putting it away and playing something else for a while, but we always intended to come back, and then he moved away. And oh, and you never finished it. it. No, I never finished it. I own an N sixty four, and I own the game, and there have been a couple times where I tried to go back through it to get to that point because I just feel it. like I need to finish it, but. Oh my God! Diddy Kong's jetpack controls—it's not worth it. You're gonna be like, wow, you're gonna be like, you're, you're, you're gonna be like 90, 90 years old, surrounded by your family. They're gonna say, "Grandma, do you have any regrets?" And you're gonna say, "Donkey." I never finished Donkey Kong. You're just gonna gasp out, "Donkey Kong, <laughs> Donkey Kong." All right, what about uh, what about Zach? Zach, let's hear a game that you really enjoyed. Uh, but you never couple. actually finished. Couple. Uh, so okay, a couple. So Watch Dogs Two, really like it. Like everything about it. Um, bounced off of it. I've tried it. I just can't get back into it. Uh, Odyssey came out last year. I got I played it for a little while and God, I got really deep. Damn it! Zach. I know, I know. And then I got really into Wolfenstein. Loved Wolfenstein. And then like I was like, Odyssey's a good game. I don't need to finish it because I like I got four worlds in and I was like, I've seen everything this game wants to show me. No. Um. No. Uh. Yeah. I mean, those are the the two big ones for me. Um. Didn't finish uh Donkey Kong sixty four either. Um. Yeah, no, I pretty much didn't finish anything on the Nintendo 64, uh, honestly. You've got two hot. Mario games on this list so far, and we're only three is, people in. This is really, <laughs> yeah. this is really... Derek, fucking redeem us. What's a game that you enjoyed right. that you never finished? So, and it's a game that I love, but I did not have the people on hand to finish it. Uh, and it's topical, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Uh, oh, you're going to get your fucking chance I, here soon. Yep, I loved Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. I loved everything about it. Um, but there was no way no. to play multiplayer yeah. 
without those stupid Game Boy Advance and Link cables. It was so um, bad. And the game is extremely... Or I remember it being extremely difficult yep. to play solo, especially the further you got in. You know we're playing that so, together when it comes out on Switch, right? Oh, yeah, no. That's, that's, that's gonna happen. Does it have online? Yeah. It does. Yeah, it does. Then, can, then yeah. yeah, we're doing yeah. some group Crystal it's Chronicles. Fucking, let's, it's fucking let's all fucking like Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to redeem myself, and I'm going to beat this game. Let's do it. Like, but that is my favorite game that I was never able to finish. Brandon, do you have a favorite game, or at least a game that you really like that you never finished? You don't, you don't want to know, John. No, please tell me. Now I now I'm now I'm dying. Look, it's only your third Mario game. game. I really don't think you want to know. No, I let's hear it. So I know. Yeah, Rebecca's Rebecca's drooling. It's let's hear it. It starts with it starts with F. No. It's Final Fantasy VI. What? What? It really is. What? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. How many times? I just beat it like six months ago. It's okay. Let me tell you how many times I've played Final Fantasy VI. The same number of times as there were games in the series when it came out. I've played Final Fantasy VI six times, and I stop every single time at the World of Ruin because I just don't enjoy it. So whatever. However, the World of Balance. Then. The World of Balance is easily one of the best RPGs ever made, by far. Like nothing else even comes close. I think you killed John. I know. I would, Rip, I would rather you. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before because, like, no, it's... this is the first time I've heard this. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's it's like one of the weirdest things about my gaming tastes. <laughs> like I I have I have like mentioned it on Gaff and Reset and whatever. Finn. We have two Mario's, two Final Fantasies, and Donkey Kong. Out of the and Final Mario. Fantasy VI oh, is my second go. favorite Final Fantasy. After. Can I can I just add two really quick? Uh, uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne. God also. damn it! Fuck! I, I, I finished both of those. Actually, you know what? Wait, hold on. Technically, I didn't finish Dark Souls either because the game glitched at me on the final boss. Yeah, I but did you even like it? What yeah. even is this garbage fucking podcast I anymore? I think you've all successfully convinced John that none of you actually play video games. Yeah, we actually Christ. don't. Yeah. Almighty yeah. Fit. Matt. Finn. Matt. Let's... No, our Finn. Finn. No, Finn. We're going to Finn. Finn. We're going to Finn. Finn. Ooh. Oh, no. He already oh. knows he's going to hit us with some shit. Look at that. <laughs> because, because unlike you guys, I play good games. Oh. So, uh, unfortunately, also to stay topical for another big game coming out, I, I tried. This game put me to. These two games have put me to sleep every time I try and play them. Like I will be playing them. Please and then choose I'll... your words carefully at this point. I don't. I don't know how to <laughs> fucking take anymore. You brought this up, John. You brought this on. Your I didn't bring this up. Somebody in chat brought this up. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Skyrim. That's and I mean, nobody beat that, that, game. that game's like a hundred yeah, hours long. Oh, None of us. Both of those games, I cannot push through. They're so boring. What was the second one? Red Dead Redemption. Oh, Red Dead Redemption's great. That, that game's, with you. That game's uh, not that long. Does yeah. nothing for me. It, okay. Well, you know what? You do nothing for me. None of you do anything for me. <laughs> I am not a big open John world is game personally fatigue, offended. So. Not a personally. single one of you. If you beat the first game, then you can have better enjoyment of the second game, in which there are realistic moving horse testicles. Or I can play neither. That's for sure. <laughs> how long do you think? How long? I just my my wife is a huge Red Dead Redemption fan, and she was like, maybe if they had fo focused on the horse testicles, I could have played this six months ago. You the great thing time is we can all look forward 
to people like me who don't buy the game will still be able to watch the 10 hour long video that somebody recorded of the horse testicles. That is going movie. to be me. I am going to record that because you know I'm going to check that. You know I'm going to I'm going to fact check that. Put that on YouTube. We're going to need it. The world right. needs I'm, it's I'm, 10 hour horseball movie. I'm going to kick this over to Rose. Such an ASMR horseball sounds. Oh, right? no. oh. Man. Bad. You're welcome. Like, First and last time on the show. Matt, what no. is, Matt, what have you? What's a game you like that you haven't finished? And please, for the love of shit, don't let it be anything Final Fantasy or well, Mario. Or I just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Just be it has to be games that you like, right? Which automatically excludes anything Final Fantasy for me. So, oh, okay. no, yeah. Anyway, acceptable. Um, Scorpion pepper spicy. First point, there's been far too much video game genitalia in the news this week. We need to stop. It's just or, too or much. Zero like, genitalia for that matter. Toy Treasure Tracker? I'm, I, I, can't ever play, I can't ever play Treasure Tracker ever again. I'm sorry. I can't. Like, I, I just, I can't. Well, so uh, so the game I really liked, I've bought it I don't, I, uh, easily 10 times. Uh, an old game by Black Isle Studios back on the, uh, what was the uh, the engine, the um, Infinity Engine, uh, Planescape Torment is a game that really? I that. love everything about. I uh, love everything about the game, but I, I can't get through it. I, I wish I could. I, maybe I will someday. I just... Huh. I just, what was that? Sam and Chad says John must feel like Julius Caesar with all these brutal stabbings. <laughs> I do kind of actually. I feel like I've been stabbed in the back multiple times. We actually had another question. Um, uh, yep, yeah. yep, yeah, yeah, Derek's got it. I've got it for you if you're ready. All right. So Direwolf four eighty four asks John, why should we trust your opinion on pizza if you can't even fucking make it? <laughs> This is <laughs> next question. Next something next fair question. question. Yeah, something about the read from from Derek was just we, devastating. We had to get awful dramatic there. Yeah. Answer the oh, fucking Jesus. question, John. Yeah. I'm not letting you off the hook here, John. Wait, okay, wait, look, wait, wait, wait. Can look. we can we pause for for no. one second? Just uh, we need to we need to ask Rebecca and and Matt something. Um, feta and onion on pizza. Thoughts? Oh, Christ almighty! Nope, nobody weigh up with them. I just want to hear it. Wait, like feta cheese? Yeah. Yes, feta cheese and onion on a pizza. Thoughts? Only those two things and nothing else? Yes, just those two things. I would try it. You're a fucking monster. Fuck yeah. I would try it. Fuck. Yeah, redemption. I would try it with skepticism, and I would make sure there was someone else in the room who already liked it to eat it if I didn't like it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm down as so long as you get rid of the mozzarella and it's just feta onion. It is, yeah, it's just feta and onion. Right? Yeah, because then, the, uh, then the garlic and the oregano and the sauce will really come forward and really uh, really help with that feta like, to cool it down. Like, I'm yeah. into this idea. I hate no, I'm into it's this a, idea a lot. Yeah, it's really strong. I, I tried to bring it up a couple of episodes ago, obviously, company, uh, and it was rejected. Uh, but no, it's one of my favorite pizza combinations. I hate this um, podcast. I hate they're, they're all wrong. They're wrong. That's fine. They're wrong. No, great. I feel good. I'm in good company now. Thank you. No, That's all. Is there sauce on the pizza? There is. There is yeah, sauce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but what he's not telling you is that's fucking Alfredo sauce. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, yeah. No, no, no. no. I, Wait. I'm out. Hold on. My, my interest went up with the 
I don't do white pizza, man. Jesus I don't do Christ, white pizza. No. Oh, okay, look, look. What a look. shit show. I eat weird shit, okay? Look, I, look. I eat, I'm a foodie. I eat weird shit. Let us, uh, I'm going to address the original question. Okay. All the right. original question from Sam was was can was why why should you trust my opinion on pizza when I can't if even you make can't one? even fucking make it I can't even fucking Derek that's enough out of you you've read the question <laughs> you've read the question my answer to Sam is fuck you that's my answer to Sam that's my answer to Sam is take it take that question and and shove it up your ass that's my that's my answer to that question because everybody knows everybody knows that you cannot tell the difference between cheese and dough in overcooked too all right that's that's it that's the bottom line that's it it's it's and it ruins the game it ruins the whole game it's not a pizza problem it's not a john problem it's an overcooked two problem john listen john John can't even make hair on his head. He can't make pizza either. Jesus right? fucking Christ. Oh, <laughs> holy My shit. My understanding is that Jesus Christ was a very hairy man. Yeah. This podcast was... is fucking going places. I'm telling you. Yeah. We need another question. Exactly. We need, another, just we need another question. We need another question. We, I know okay. Another one. Big Weegs gave another question, which okay. is your favorite game that you are currently playing. Oh, finally. Fucking something let's, let's so so i had to be like actively playing it like in the last couple let's say recently and maybe for the sake of interest like let's try to avoid like something like spider-man that we're obviously almost all playing right now shadow of the tomb raider is better than spider-man oh my lord you're wrong it's okay to be wrong zach Okay. I just wanted to throw some sizzle. I just wanted to throw some sizzle onto you, that frying. You definitely yeah, threw good. some fucking red pepper flakes on there, like on on this. Listen, listen, game. listen, 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 listen. If I wanted to play an Activision era Spider-Man game, I go hook up my GameCube. On the uh, on if uh, on the, the disgusting on the disgusting feta and onion pizza that is SDGC, you just poured a shitload of red pepper flakes. All good. over that shit. All over that shit. Somebody else take over. I've I've oh, fucking no, laid it out there. Cool. I also enjoy playing the third version of a terrible franchise. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't know if I'd call it terrible. Wow. That's strong I just, language. I, just literally, I want it for emphasis. Okay, Rob- you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Hold on. We're going to bring some class back to this podcast. I want Rebecca to answer. Rebecca, what is what is a game that you're playing right now that you're really uh, I'm playing two really good games. I can't pick between them. Actually, no. I know the answer. I'm playing Hollow Knight. That is a, that is Fuck a great yes. game. That is a great I, did, game. I am bringing class to this podcast. So I played, I, I picked it up on the Switch and I played the majority of it right before World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth came out. And then I stepped away and played a shit ton of WoW because I can't stop myself. And along with Nintendo, Blizzard could have all my money. Um, but then I picked up Hollow Knight again when Godmaster came out. And I'm like, I was like debating if I wanted to do Godmaster because I like the exploration elements of Hollow Knight, but I don't know if I like the boss rush as much like it's well done but i'm just that kind of dampened my enthusiasm for the because i'm right at the end i'm about to fight the hollow knight and like hearing that hearing that the dlc is pretty much just all boss rush i'm like "Mm." but there's apparently (laughs) other endings to the game if you do the boss rush and so now i'm like do i Um, want those endings i don't know i just don't want to watch rebecca if i may because i 100 percent hollow knight the dlc does not change the boss rush stuff does not change the the ending. core ending of the game. The only thing that changes the ending is it's the White Palace, right? And get yeah, they're the doing some of the side stuff. Yeah, uh, and I did that. I think I'm like it. I mean, I I went to the Hollow Knight fight like yeah two days ago, 
and I, I started it. Like I got through the first phase and I did the thing where you go to fight the Radiance or whatever. And yeah, that's, where, yeah. Yeah, that's where that. I got stuck and I left it, but um, yeah. I am going to finish then, that. Then you're and, good. Yeah, I'm like basking in the satisfaction because I put like 45, 50 hours into this game that, a lot right of now. I'm, like, that game. I'm basking in the satisfaction of being about <laughs> ready to finish a game that I played for a long time and loved almost the entirety of that time. Great answer. And, and, and Hotline is a really satisfying and, game. And I, personally, I am vindicated because hearing John say how much he loves it is a mere like three weeks ago. I started was, off not liking it. Like I, I like like the art and, style. The, the art and style. And saying that it looked no better than a flash game. The art style was just <laughs> not clicking with me. Like it just. But but now it's I love so it. It, cute, it, it, really, it really grew on me. I love it now. It's it really so grew cute. on me. I and I love Metroidvania. No, so hold I on. I got that. Well, what's going on? Stall. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. Right. We're stalling. Uh, Matt, what about you? Matt, what's a game you're playing right now that you're really enjoying? So I went back to Mario plus Rapids Kingdom Battle, Excellent. and uh, I bounced off that pretty hard at launch. It, it, but since then they've added a lot. They've patched it a bunch, and wow, it's a heck of a lot smoother. It's just a, it, it scratches that XCOM itch, and I'm between big open world games like I just finished Spider Man, gonna go to Red Dead. I'm like, I need some nice, like some good just tactical strategy and some goofiness and just have a good time and it's hitting all those buttons that's awesome i just want to point out uh, apparently rebecca is a fan of fan gamer i know exactly i saw that at the fan gamer booth a little i just plushy up there nice i'm that's so nice. proud of you rebecca. that's yeah that that that's good shit right there that's good shit. i should pull out I got oh. a bunch of plushies laying around here oh my god and it has the nail uh, brandon Make talk sure to me about you about what you've been playing yeah fortnite Brandon. Of all games, Brandon's been bounced. He's bounced off. Talk Overwatch to me. I got, I got sick of Overwatch big time. Do you? So talk. Do you have the battle pass? I do. I'm level sixty three on my battle pass. I think somewhere like that. Wow, good for you. Awesome. I, I'm. No, it's I'm a sorry, good game. Zach, please. No, I was just gonna say, Fortnite. It's a good game. It is it's, good. Yeah, I, I know you're frustrated that the battle pass in PUBG isn't anywhere near as good as the one in Fortnite. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. but you know, I, I mean, I. PUBG is is my true love, but Fortnite is a sweet, sweet companion. It really yeah. is. And yeah. right now, I'm enjoying it. What I've been playing a lot of is the uh, 50v50, soaring 50v50. Yeah, 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 that's cool. It's super casual because, like, that you so it splits the map in half and puts 50 on one side, 50 on the other. So the looting phase is like no stress because you're landing with right. your, you know, your own teammates, so you can just get all the gear you want, and then. You run into like a big clusterfuck of a battle, and it's fun because I mean you know there's no pressure, right? It's like fifty fifty. So. All right. Well, what about uh? We'll we'll move right along. Finn, what about you? What's the game you're playing right now? Let's uh let's uh make the answers kind of kind of brief because uh, we're running short on time here. Finn, why don't you tell us about a game you're enjoying playing and enjoying right now? Finn, Finn's gone. Life. Uh, Derek. Um. So, Risk of Rain. Stealth dropped on Switch, Ooh, so nice. I reinstalled I uh, Risk of Rain on my PC, and I've been replaying that. And every time I go back to it, man, I fall deeply in love with it, with the aesthetic, with the difficulty, with just the general gameplay, uh, with the variety in it. I am, I am. Okay, am I back? I'm here. Nope, I'm here. John, John, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. All right. Okay. Cool. Stream's good. I was gonna say, no, no, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, just, yeah, when that happens, I, the stream is not off. And it's reminding me um, how excited I am for Risk of Rain 2 
being such a different game because I don't know how they could just make Risk of Rain again, but with more stuff and really make it that much better. So, all right, and yeah, uh, uh, Zach, what about you? Zach, Zach, you already went. I, I did. Who has not gone yet? Finn has not Finn. gone. Finn is the last Matt. one. Finn is it? No, no, Matt, Matt's already went. Did he? Matt, did you go? No, I haven't. No, not you, no, Finn. You I'm, talking about... <laughs> I'm talking different about. I'm talking about Matt. Different Matt. Matt. Matt, did you already? Jesus fucking Christ. OBS off of a potato. So right, I, I think there's something, but something about Finn and and John's connection is not good. Yeah, no, there's no, no, it's not my internet connection. It's Discord. Discord is it's no. It, no, nothing. There's my internet a different I'm, app. No, my internet is fine. Discord is Discord is having problems. Well, I was noticing when when you and Finn would jump when Finn would try to jump back in. I'm I'm glad Finn's trying to get back in, but I noticed that's when we're having these. Bumps. Yeah, no, there's there's a, can, we, you guys we, can hear me, right? We, we, we can, can hear you, buddy. We can, but Discord is Discord I'm is having issues. Let's let's, let's 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 get this wrapped up. Okay. I'm not going to worry about the camera. Let's just move on. Okay. All right, Go Finn. Ahead. Finn, you got anything, buddy? So we're talking about our favorite games that we're currently playing. Yeah, just yeah, just one. Oh, uh, the messenger. The messenger is oh, okay. a fucking excellent choice. Hey, Finn, check it out. You see that? Look at that. No, I can't see your camera. But oh, you can't see my. I'm wearing a messenger playing. shirt, so it's it's. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Look, the messenger is right up there with Celeste as the best indie game on Switch this year. Oh um, yeah, agreed. Celeste is overrated. I, I expected it to play really well. I did not expect the level of humor, John, and joy that the game brings. It's very sharply written, very funny, and nothing about the game leading up to launch made me think it would be that way. And it was a delight. Hollow Knight is right up there too because that is one of my favorite games this year. But I, I find that weird because I don't know if I count that a team game because it came out last year. You, you so, were part of the Switch specifically, though. Finn? No response. Finn, okay. You've left me speechless. Finn, you've Finn, won. Yeah, Finn, yeah, that's it. Issue. Yeah, we, you we got have, it. We have spiraled. I'm, I'm telling, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right. Celeste under his breath. Yeah, Celeste John is, just casually like, hey, fuck what you guys like. Celeste is, Celeste is overrated. Yikes. So okay. Super Meat Boy is better platforming. I don't know. Matt, John, what, weird. Matt, what about you? And everybody? Matt. Matt Me? Yes. Oh, man. Dude, I'm, I'm Mario Rabbids, dude. I already bet oh, you, you this time. You already went. Sorry, oh, we're, yeah. we're having so many fucking technical issues that it's hard to keep up with. Choo-choo! So I just, I'll just point out, it is not an issue with my internet. It's uh, it's actually, the, there's uh, Discord problems. I just saw on Twitter, Discord is having some issues. Um, so we will go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, I want to thank uh, Matt, as always, for coming on and uh, talking that good uh, that good MPD talk with us. And, uh, of course, you can find him at, at Matt, Matt Piscatella on Twitter. And um, you can find him here every month. And, Matt, you've also got your own YouTube channel where you talk about this. Oh, yeah, I do like a five-minute, ten-minute uh, recap of all everything you need to know coming out of the NPDs. Uh, it's a good time, so come hang out. And, uh, Rebecca, where can people find you? You can find my work at gamesindustry.biz, um, and you can find me on Twitter at Duck Valentine. Awesome, and you have been an outstanding guest, Rebecca. Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. I'm so we appreciate happy to that. be here. You're so cool. <laughs> we, are, we are so cool. Get to know us a little more, and you will change that opinion. That's the back quick. of our box art. Yeah, so, so cool. So on the that's there that, we go. That's actually Zach. Zach makes. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what, what did Rebecca say? What was that? 
the greatest trash fire on the internet. It's the fucking best. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like that. It's that right trash, there, but it's great. That's trash. our that and so cool. Zach hit the nail on the head. That's on the back of our box art right there. Yeah. Um. So uh and uh, uh Rebecca, we got to do some streaming collaboration here at some point. Um. But uh, maybe try to redeem ourselves on Overcooked or something. Like oh, that. I'm so down. Um, I'm so down. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll go and wrap it up here. Um, just a, a few quick, uh, a few quick notes. Um, we, I think we're going to try to do a Spider-Man spoiler cast this week, uh, pre-recorded. Um, so if we can make that happen, we'll have it out for you guys next week. Uh, we will be back next week at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as always. Um, uh, Justin uh, at RoboPlato wrote a really good article about the Feast Center uh, in Spider-Man. From Spider-Man. From Spider-Man. You can find that on our Medium page and I'll... Show myself again. I'm going to show myself again every uh, every week till it happens. Of course, if uh, for those people who are new to us, on November fifteenth, I will be in San Francisco hosting Kind of Funny Games Daily with Greg Miller. Uh, so please look forward to that. Uh, and uh, if nobody else has anything to add, uh, it's not always poetry, and we don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next time, take care of each other and uh, just go go on living, enjoy life. See you guys next week. Oh, we have something from Finn. John. Whoa, we got something from Finn. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say, as someone that hasn't been able to be on the show for a bit because of real-life obligations, and this might be the last time for a bit until December, it's a delight to see you all again, especially Piscatella. Um, Rebecca, I'm glad I was able to come back on the episode you were on. Wonderful to meet you. And, uh, yeah, I love you guys. We love, love you too, Finn. Yeah, we're happy we to have you back, Finn. We love you too, Finn. And your great shirt. You have and your great shirt. And Finn, Finn, there is no reason you cannot join us on our pre-recorded content on the weekends, by the way. Absolutely. Oh, no, those I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be on. So you will still get plenty of Finn's opinions in your, uh, in your ear holes. And, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We will see everybody next week, as always. Peace. See ya.